Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You're listening to Wanna Be Minimalist with Deanna Yates, episode number 150. On today's episode, I'm talking about how to create boundaries and routines in your home in order to up the levels of calm and peace that you feel throughout the day. If you're tired of feeling stressed and frazzled, then stay tuned because you're going to like today's episode. Hey there, my wannabe minimalist friend. If you are returning, welcome back. As always, I am so excited that you are here. If this is your first time here, then welcome to the show. I create the show for all of you listening, and my hope is that it will help you in your home and your life. And thank you for sticking by my nasally voice today. Last week was super busy and I ran myself too hard, which resulted in me coming down with a cold. So again, still working on these boundaries and routines in my own life. I feel like I've got my home stuff down, but I also need to work on my personal life when things get really busy too. So I'm right there with you and working through this. And so while I have been trying to take it easy for the past few days, it got me really thinking about the boundaries, routines, and habits that we create in our life and how they can help or hinder us whether we do or do not have them. And you know me, if you have listened to the show before, you know that I love routines and I talk about them a lot on the show. But today I wanna talk about those routines and also about the boundaries that we can create with and around these routines. What the heck that even means to have a boundary around these routines? Because I think we often think of personal boundaries and setting those boundaries for ourselves or for people around us. But I want to talk about how we can set it around these routines and then how it helps me and so it can help you create more peace in your home. But before we dive in too far, I do want to take a moment to ask for a quick favor from you. If you like this episode or you've listened to any of my previous episodes and you like those, if you could just take a moment and leave me a rating or a review on any, wherever you are listening to this podcast, I would really appreciate it. If you are listening in Apple or I think Good Pods, you can actually leave a review for the show too. And that way I can get a little more insight as to what you like, maybe what resonated most, and it can help me make a better show for you in the future. And also, I really just love reading those reviews. And so it kind of makes my day too. So if you have a moment, if you wouldn't mind taking just a minute and leaving me a reading or review, that would be wonderful. Okay, so let's get back to why you are actually here today, because we're going to be talking about routines. But why would we want a routine? Maybe you feel like your house is always a mess, and no matter how much you try to clean it up, you just can't do it, and it just gets messy again. Or, and of course, that's going to stress you out if you want it to be clean. That's probably going to stress you out. But maybe you feel like you're constantly spinning in circles, and you're moving from one mess to another. I know I have been there, so I totally get that. I used to struggle a lot with this too. That pile of laundry, I mean, it never seemed to end. And there were always dirty dishes in the sink. And the the piles, they would just move from one area to to another area in the house. And they never really seemed to go away entirely. And then, of course, at the end of the day, I was rewarded with what every home cook's favorite question is, 
what's for dinner? And of course, that question has never gone away, but by creating habits and routines and systems and boundaries around them, I have helped lessen these messes around the house. I've helped lessen the stress around that final question. And that's really what I want for you too. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm on the show. That's what I'm talking about. Of course, I'm going to tell you that you need to create some simple systems and that those systems are going to help you be more organized. But the game changer is putting these boundaries around them. So trust me, it works like a charm. And you're going to be able to not only just run your home more smoothly, but the real thing is that you won't be so stressed about it throughout the day. It starts to take things off that mental to-do list. It starts to starts to lessen that mental load that is kind of constantly running in the background. And I that's always running for me too. So the more I can just turn that off or take things away, it really does create more peace and calm in our home. So I want us to tackle this together. I'm going to tell you about my favorite routines and how to structure the boundaries around them so that you can make it happen for yourself as well. And before you know it, you're going to be rocking a tidy and organized home like a boss. So if you want to get the show notes for today, I'm going to link to a few resources that I'm going to talk about today. You can get those on my website at wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 150. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree forward slash the number 150. Okay, so let's get into it because when you have a system in place, it's like having a step-by-step guide for getting things done. You're going to be amazed at how much easier it is to keep your space organized and tidy, whether you're cooking meals, you're doing laundry, or you're just trying to keep everything in order. And that'll give you a little bit of a hint of what I'm going to talk about today. But to take it to the next level, you can combine these routines with set parameters. And that's kind of what I mean when I talk about boundaries. And that's really where that peace of mind comes in, especially for me. So routines and boundaries are super important for several reasons. I'm going to give you three of them here. First, having a routine can help you create structure and consistency in your day-to-day life. Because when you know what to expect and when to expect it, you can feel more in control and less stressed. And it can also help you prioritize your time and make sure that you're focusing on the things that matter the most to you, which is really, I think, what's most important. We're not here to declutter just for decluttering's sake. We're here to declutter and organize so that we can stop focusing on the things that really don't matter in the long run, and we can focus on the things that matter to us, which most likely is going to be your family, your personal growth, and your relationships. Okay, second, having clear boundaries can help you protect your time, your energy, and your emotional well-being. These boundaries are there for you and for others in your life. Again, you can have these personal space boundaries, but you can also use these boundaries to help the other people in your life know what you mean when you're talking about these routines and these schedules and these systems. So this can help prevent those feelings of resentment or burnout. I know we hear a lot of this when I have people When I ask people what they need help with, a lot of times we need help with managing other people's stuff in our homes. That's what these systems and boundaries can help us do. And we want to make sure that you are helping to maintain because if we start to get resentful, it can start to wear away at our relationships. So we want to help prevent those so that we can help maintain these healthier and happier relationships. And then finally, routines and boundaries can help you establish healthy habits and maintain self-discipline. So when you have a routine that includes time for things like exercise, self-care, other activities that are important to you, you're going to be more likely to stick to those habits. Now again, 
We might be talking more in the home here, but what I talk about today can definitely translate into all of the areas that you want to improve, have habits for, routines for, things like that. So similarly, when you set boundaries around things like technology use or work hours, time you're going to be doing these chores, when you're going to do things like grocery shopping and cooking and cleaning, these are the things we'll talk about today, you're going to be more likely to avoid burnout and maintain a healthier work-life, home-life balance, okay? So if you want to live a more balanced, fulfilling, and sustainable life, which is why I believe you are here, then it's important to establish routines and boundaries that work for you. So let's start taking a look at what those might be. Now, I'm going to cover three major areas that I see talked about all the time. The first one I want to look at is daily, weekly, and monthly house chores. So keeping the house clean can be a real challenge right? There's so much going on. There's so much coming in. There's so much going out. There's so much activity happening. People are just bringing in, dumping stuff all the time, right? That happens. But I've got some ideas to make it easier and more manageable for you in your household. So the first thing I want you to do is to try making a list of all of the tasks that need to be done on a regular basis. These are going to be things like daily cleanups to weekly chores and maybe even monthly tasks. Now, daily chores can be things like making the beds, putting clothes away, cleaning off the counters, washing the dishes. And my personal favorite is the power tidy, which I've talked about before and I will talk about again before we're done with this section. Weekly chores might be things like changing the sheets, cleaning the bathroom, vacuuming, and yard work. Monthly or quarterly tasks can be things like cleaning out the fridge, wiping down baseboards, changing air filters, or flipping your mattress. These are things that should be done, but they are not done very frequently, and so it's sometimes really easy to forget these things. Now, I am going to do a quick little plug here. If you are struggling with knowing what these things are and you want help with a cleaning routine, I have a workbook for cleaning schedules and cleaning routines that will work with anybody's schedule. And that's part of my Home Systems Power Pack. I will go ahead and include a link in the show notes, so please, if you are struggling in this area, check it out. It's really helpful, and I know that people really like this workbook as part of that that package. So check it out and see if it might be right for you. Okay, so but if you know what needs to be done on a regular basis, that's what can help you stay on top of the things and avoid getting overwhelmed. We often get overwhelmed because we just think we have so many things to do. We don't prioritize them. We put them all kind of on the same level, and then it starts to get overwhelming. But remember, there is no right one right way to do things, right? It's all about finding the system that works for you and your family. So you might want to do a chore chart. That might be helpful to keep everybody accountable. Or perhaps a weekly family cleaning session on Saturdays. If you are busy, really busy during the week, maybe a Saturday or a Sunday clean is going to be what works best for your family. It might take some trial and error because when we're trying something new, anything's going to be a little difficult at first. So I recommend experimenting and then making sure that you're looking at it as a learning opportunity because, again, we're not, it's not a failure. We're just trying. We're going to try this on, see if it fits, see if it works for us. And if it does, stick with it. If it doesn't, tweak it, try something different, and then try again, right? I promise you will find something that works for you eventually. It won't take that long. And again, I have help in that workbook if you do need more help. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, 
is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. So now let's look at how creating the boundaries around these chores takes it to the next level, okay? Old me used to make this list, right? This is what I was just talking about. I would make this big list and then I would just look at it as one giant task and I would just like freak out before I even started. And it was really hard for me to put things in order, to prioritize, to make sure I knew what to do first. And that's what led to me spinning in circles. That's what led me to feeling overwhelmed, to making me like super stressed. And that general level of stress just really permeated our home. And that wasn't the vibe I wanted to go for, right? I wanted calm, relaxed, chill, at peace, you know, the place you wanted to be. And when I had this list of just like, oh my God, I've got so much going. And then I went frazzled. It just created stress in the house and it stressed everybody else out. And so after you can figure out what chore you want to put on your daily, weekly, and monthly list, it makes it much easier for you to say, okay, I have, now let's look at my schedule. How much time do I have to devote to these tasks? And then you can say, okay, I've got 15 minutes on Monday morning. I've got 30 minutes on Tuesday late afternoon. And then you can kind of start slotting in these different tasks that you can decide, or that one's going to take me five minutes. That one's going to take me 45. Okay, so maybe I need to put these in different places. And it starts to click. You go, oh, right. No wonder I was getting so stressed out. I was trying to do 45 minutes of work when I only had 10 minutes of actual time. And so you can start to see how this really starts to work together. So in our home, one of the things I do is a daily open routine. So what I'm going to do is I go and I turn on the coffee maker. And then while it is brewing, I open the curtains, I put the dishes away, I look at the school lunch menu to see if I need to pack a lunch based on what is being served that day. And then I look at my schedule for the day. And that all happens right away. It takes takes 10 minutes to brew the coffee. So all of that happens within 10 minutes. I'm not really doing that much, but I am prepping my brain. I'm just kind of doing that warm up of like, 
all right, here's what I've got for the day, right? It gets me on the right, it gets me off to a right start. It's a great primer to start me off on the right foot. It helps me feel put together and ready. Like I am back in charge. I took back control and I know what's happening. I am in charge of my schedule. I'm not just following along to see what's going to happen. And then I use time blocking to fit the rest of my day together. So there could be activities. I mean, my week can be all over the place. I could do things like the things for this podcast. I could be outlining, recording, editing, uploading. There could be volunteer activities like helping out at our daughter's school. There could be life and home admin stuff like running errands, paying the bills, etc. There could be business things that I'm taking care of. I might be a guest on a different show. I might be working with a client. So I really need to be cognizant of what I have going on that week, and I start to slot things into different times, and then rest time as well. I definitely slot that in as well. And let's see. So I schedule each of these into certain times of the day or the week so that I can be focused on them. And these time constraints create that boundary. Again, we're talking about these boundaries because that helps me not get stressed out. I know, okay, So again, Tuesday afternoon, I've got to get the podcast uploaded. That's my upload time. So I can work back from there. So if I'm uploading it this and such time, then I need to make sure it's recorded by this such and such time. It's going to take me about an hour to record it. Okay, I have to have the outline done. How long is it going to take me to get the outline together? And so I can work backwards from my deadlines. And then that helps me create the time slots for my time blocking. Now, these boundaries are also set for when I do things like laundry and our end-of-the-day power tidy, and that, again, is when we all work together, we put on a fun song, and we go around our home, and we just tidy up from whatever has happened that day, right? It could be, I don't know, maybe we got perler beads out. Maybe we're, I'm helping my daughter with a jewelry business. Maybe we could, maybe I got out a bunch of stuff. Those are the kinds of things that during that power tidy, we can put them away. And it helps me take off my mental to-do list throughout the day. So my boundary for when my power tidy is going to happen also helps me say throughout the day, okay, I don't need to worry about that right now. I will get to it when I'm doing that other thing. Okay. I don't have to worry about cleaning up after the perler bead session my daughter had this morning because I know we're going to clean it up when we do our power tidy at the end of the day. And then it makes me less resentful. It gets it off of my mental to-do list, if that makes sense. All right. And then finally, systematizing things like running the dishwasher each night, which is actually my husband's job, and then assigning someone to unload it in the morning, which is currently my job because I get up earlier. That helps you maintain a cleaner home with less stress. And it also helps you not worry about who's going to do it. And if it doesn't get done, having that moment of blame in the back of your mind. Do you ever do that, right? You didn't. You never assigned it to anybody, but you also feel resentful when someone else doesn't do it. But if they haven't been told that they were supposed to do it, you can't resent them for not doing it. All right. So that is the first one. And those are going to be your chores that keep your house tidy on a consistent, clean and tidy on a consistent basis. And the next system that I want to address is laundry. And the next system that I want to address is laundry. This is another area where many moms struggle to stay on top of things, and it becomes especially challenging as you add more family members. So first, try to find an organizing system that works for you and your family or like a laundry sorting system that works for you. So some people prefer separate hampers for whites, darks, colors, and towels. Others like to have their own personal hamper in each room to sort later. 
And still others have one shared hamper, maybe in like a bathroom or something for everybody at the same time. So whatever you choose, just make sure you communicate the system to everyone so that you're all on the same page. Again, kind of reiterating what I just said at the end of the last section, but don't assume that the system is self-explanatory or understood without a simple conversation, right? It will just help with a lot of in the future. I'm going to give you a pro tip here. If you struggle to get people on board, ask them how they want to do it and then see if you can work within their system that they would prefer because you're going to get a lot more buy-in if the people in your home already want to do it a certain way. Because if you're not trying to upset the apple cart or change things or make things very different than they want to be done, then they will be on board. So if you can change to work with their suggestions in some things, that will really help and go a very long way. All right. So once you know how we're going to keep our our dirty laundry together and in order and figured out, Next, you want to designate a specific laundry day or a time to avoid feeling like you're doing laundry constantly. So you might start a load in the morning. I'm going to give you a couple ideas. You might start a load in the morning when you wake up and then pop it in the dryer as you head out the door. If you work outside the home, if you deal with student drop-off, things like that, you might want to do that. Right when you get up, put a load of laundry in, and then it's going to be ready for you to put it in the dryer to change it when you are heading out the door. Okay, or maybe you start it when you get home and you switch it to the dryer just before you sit down. So if you're not a morning person and you don't want to get up and do your laundry and maybe that would affect the water temperature of your shower because it would probably do that in my home, you can change it. And so as soon as you get home, you put a load of laundry in and then you start working on dinner. And then when dinner, right before dinner is ready, maybe change the laundry out. And then it's ready to fold after you've eaten dinner and you're sitting down to watch TV and you can have a family folding party. I know nobody else got as excited about that as we did. Yeah, I know. I get that. But again, you can then get them on board and you can have the people in your family share the load. Did you get the pun? Okay. I know. Really bad pun. Sorry. Sorry about that. All right. But by having set days, you can avoid most situations where someone needs to have something washed on a very certain day. Like if you have one day, like let's say you do daily laundry, right? Let's say you do the brights on Monday, you do the, the white clothes on Tuesday, and your towels on Wednesday, something like that. If everybody in the family knows the schedule, it's a little bit easier for them to plan outfits and things like that. I can't guarantee there's not going to be a panic moment of like, but I need my favorite shirt for something, but it at least will cut down on it and people will start to get used to that schedule. So that is one way to do it. So if you do laundry every day, which I actually do recommend doing laundry several days a week. I don't have seven loads of laundry to do, so I don't do laundry every day, but I do laundry several days a week. Just that way I only have to do one load at a time. If that doesn't work for you and you are a family that does chores on one specific day, like maybe a Saturday or a Sunday, you can do your laundry that day as well. I just highly recommend you use utilize a timer to make sure that you're changing the laundry and staying on top of it as it goes. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. 
We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then with laundry, one of the secrets is to fold it and put it away right after it comes out of the dryer. I know that seems a little crazy, and I know that if you've never done that before, it feels like it's going to take a long time, but I promise it actually doesn't take that long for a single load. You can probably get it done in 10 minutes and absolutely less if you have help. All right. And then lastly, I want you to designate a spot for those spare socks and other rogue items that always seem to go missing or lose their pair, right? Whether you want to attach them to a hanger, I've seen that before, you want to store them in a bin, or you want to just keep them in a bag, put them somewhere where everyone knows where they are so that if someone is missing their sock, they know exactly where to go look and they don't have to ask you for it. So that is one of the boundaries and systems that you can set into place to make sure that people are taking care of it for themselves. All right, so let's go back to additional boundary though, because I do have one more quick note on that additional boundary for laundry. I want you to try to keep all of your laundry in one location in your home. So like when it comes out of the dryer, have one place where you fold laundry. Because I have seen laundry piles end up all over someone's house. You could have it in a so on a sofa in the living room, on a chair in the living room. It could be at the end of a bed. It could even be over workout equipment if you have a treadmill somewhere in your house. But putting it in one place makes it easier to tackle. It helps with those rogue items. And it also makes it easy to group items as you're folding them, which makes it easier to put them away. It helps with that mental to-do list because, again, you're not going to see things all over your house. It's going to be in one designated spot. Okay. So that is it for laundry. And the third and final system that I want to address today is meal planning. Now, to be honest, the question of what's for dinner is my absolutely least favorite question of all time. And it's never not there, right? We have to eat every single day. So even if we are going out to eat, it's where are we going to go eat? There's always the question of what's for dinner. So I totally understand why meal planning can be a real struggle for many families because finding meals that everyone will like, sticking to a budget, and actually prepping and cooking is a lot to handle. And then throw in there that we are busier than ever, so we need to be able to make things quickly and we still want, of course, to be healthy and not be gaining weight. So I can see why, right? It's really stressful. That's a lot of boxes to check off and 
I don't know. It's just, yeah, I mean, it frustrates me and it stresses me out even just thinking about it. But I know that once you create a system for meal planning, it really will make your life easier. It has made my life much easier. And it just really does take something else off of your plate. Now, honestly, I was talking with somebody on a, I was on someone's podcast last week and we were talking about meal planning. And she asked me what I was making for dinner. And I honestly did not know, not because I didn't have it planned out, but because once I make my meal plan, I literally take all of that information out of my head. It is on paper. It's in my phone. It's somewhere where I don't have to think about it. And so it really is just one of those things where someone says, what are you having for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know. I have to check my schedule in order for me to know what we're having. So that is what it can do for you. It really can just free up your brain space. And I hope that you will take a moment, if you have never created a meal plan, that you will try. I'm going to pitch that Home Systems Power Pack again because there is a full capsule meal planning system in there that walks you through how to make, I believe it's it's seven meals from 21 ingredients. So I took the idea of a capsule wardrobe and I put it to a capsule meal plan so that you can mix and match. And I'm going to walk you through kind of how it is just so you get an essence of what that's like. Because really that's all a meal plan is just a list of meals that you're going to eat over the course of the next week. Now, if you struggle with creating meal plans, this is where a boundary is going to come in and help you. Now, a boundary here is just a guideline. So all you are going to do if you struggle to come up with, I have no idea what to make for the next seven days, go ahead and theme each day because that's gonna be one less decision that you have to make. Creating that boundary, creating that barrier, and kind of that parameter to stick within. So for instance, a meal plan week for you might look like a meatless Monday, a taco Tuesday, a pasta Wednesday, slow cooker Thursday, pizza Friday, burger Saturday, and leftover Sunday. That could be a simple meal plan guide that you set out for yourself. Now, if you want help narrowing it down even more, you can designate a flavor for the week. And this is exactly what I do in that capsule meal planning guidebook. So Let's say one week you would have a Mexican flavor behind all the meals. And so if we're going to work through this kind of those seven that I just laid out. So Monday might be sweet potato and black bean enchiladas. Tuesday could be tofu tacos. Wednesday could be a taco flavored pasta casserole. You could have slow cooker burritos on Thursday, taco pizza on Friday, burgers with fajita peppers on Saturday, and then again, just the leftovers and eating everything, anything that was left over from that week, kind of a smorgasbord, kind of buffet style dinner. And then again, if you're working within the same flavors, you can mix and match those foods on leftover day, and they're all going to go together. Another week could be maybe Italian flavors or Thai flavors. And it's just really simple to stay within the different flavor profile and you can buy different seasonings that fit with those flavors. And that way it just makes it a little bit easier for you. You'll just Google the flavor profile with the theme for the day and you have a ton of recipe ideas that will pop up for you. And if you want an even easier option, if just this idea of putting a meal plan together is difficult for you. One option that I recommend is an app. It's a phone. It's an app for your phone. It's called Intent. And I will link to it in the show notes so that you can access it. It's free. I'm not sponsored by them, but I have used it to create meal plans. And you just put in your food preferences. Like in our home, I don't eat beef or pork, so I don't put those in there. I put other options. 
in order to get the foods. And then you say how many days you want for the plan and it actually creates it for you. And then if you're looking through it and you don't like the recipe, you can swap out recipes and you can move around the days. You can even say days you want to swap or skip. You can add breakfast, lunch, and snack options if you want, or you can just do dinner. I've just done dinner before because usually breakfast is pretty simple. Lunch are leftovers from the day before, and then I just make the dinner meal. But this is really great. And you can, what the best part is actually, when you're done, it will give you a grocery list. Now, my only warning for you is that the images that you see in the app may or may not go to the actual recipe that they give you. So follow the recipe for what to put on your grocery list or just follow the grocery list that they give you. And don't look at the images for the ingredients you'll need because I've done that before. I've gotten the wrong ingredient because I thought I saw it in the picture. So just know that. And then speaking of ingredients, a meal plan helps tremendously with your grocery shopping. So that's another one of my favorite tasks. Hopefully you hear the sarcasm, right? But a meal plan gives you another boundary. So you can create boundaries for your meal plan, but your meal plan also is a boundary that helps you when you are grocery shopping because it cuts down on those impulse buys. You create a list. You generally have less items on your list, so it's very budget-friendly. And it makes it easier to say no and stick to your list because you don't forget things because you know what you're making. And then if you have time, you can make things even easier by prepping and organizing your meals for the week. So you can go ahead, you can chop, you can slice, you can dice, you can portion out as much as possible so that when it is time to actually make the dinner, you are ready to go. So then on those really busy days, When you are exhausted and you get home and you think, I just want to order takeout. I don't want to make anything. Trust me, we've all been there. We all do that. It's so much easier to stick with your meal plan because we're going to have those days when we're tired. And so you can set yourself up for success before you even start. And so those are those three systems or the three routines and habits and systems with the boundaries that I use in our home that make our life so much easier. And by implementing these systems, you can save time, money, and stress, of course, when it comes to your meal planning, your chores, and your laundry. And by doing a little bit of prep ahead of time, a little bit of just scheduling and looking and making sure that you know what's coming, you will have significantly simplified your week. So I hope those tips help. And with that, it is time to turn to you. What systems do you have in your home? If you don't have any or the ones you have aren't working, are these three something that you will try? Do you see how creating these boundaries with these systems and routines can help you take it to the next level, can maybe help simplify the routines you already have in place and just help create more peace and calm in your home? I would love to hear your thoughts. So please come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist Family Group on Facebook and share. And as always, I have links to the additional resources on my website at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 150. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 150. And with that, I hope you have a fantastic day, and I will see you back here next week for a guest interview with Krista St. Germain. We are discussing decluttering our loved one's belongings after they are no longer with us. If you've lost a loved one or you struggle with sentimental clutter, you will definitely not want to miss this episode. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to Wannabe Minimalist. I'll see you next week. Cheers. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. 
My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.